You're listening to Oh Yoshi Did It Podcast with Yoshi Obayashi and Lilith Arvai. I described Josh as the Norman Mailer of mixed martial arts in uh, an article I wrote. Joey, what, first of all, why don't you introduce yourself? Oh. <laughs> They don't know you. That's sort You're of my roommate, Joey that, Kurtzman. That's, that's sort of insulting. I, yes. I, I assume that, that I never need to introduce myself, but okay. I am Yoshi's roommate. First, uh, uh, you know, first and foremost, Yoshi's roommate. And then... Um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what else needs to be said. <laughs> my name is Joey. Uh, yeah. Joey, and and, and for sure, you're one of the smartest guys I oh, have ever, ever, ever met in my life. Sorry, I forgot, that. Sure. I forgot that part, yeah. <laughs> of course, you've been accused of being socially retarded. Yeah, I am. So, so am I. I am socially retarded. Also, I've told you many times, I'm not smart. I'm one of the most inquisitive people I've ever met. But, and people mistake <laughs> that for intelligence, but it's not. What, what, what was that guy's name from Vegas? Um, oh, Sheldon Adelson. Okay, he's one of the richest guys. Mm-hmm. In the world, he owns all those uh, casinos, and I remember um, you were telling me you you wrote an article about uh, you debating some rabbi, I guess. Yeah. And uh, he he impressed this billionaire so much, he contacted Joyce Boss, who have to be another billionaire. And that's what that's what billionaires not you know kissing each other's asses. But Joyce Joyce is extremely smart, and and anyone he has a high regard for, mm-hmm. I don't even have to. Uh, you know, look into it. I know for a fact uh, it's a real deal. And today, you know, I'm very excited to have this person as a guest because, you know, growing up in the uh, USA, I get teased by my accent and all, people always telling me to learn to speak English and so on and so forth. And um, it's, it's very important to do that because people think English is, is the official language of America, but it's not. I think the official language of America is sports. Because sports say a lot about this country, competition, winning, losing, upset, underdog, everything. It's just a drama of sports. Um, I love it a lot. Traditionally, I like team-oriented sports. So, you know, I like football, baseball, basketball. But, um, you know, hanging out with my friend Joe Rogan and, and hanging out with a lot of comedians love mixed martial arts. So I'm really happy to have Josh Gross uh, here because... Last year and a half, knowing him for last year and a half, maybe two years, every time I mention mixed martial art and people who cover it, his name is always comes first. They have high regard for him. And uh, I, I know for a fact he's the number one writer mixed martial art. For <laughs> number one. Number one. Number one. Which one? No. Number, number one. one. Eat it, White. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eat it. No, and, uh, don't say that. We're going to cover that. Was that was Joey. But he's, yeah, he, he's the number one writer in the business, running for the most powerful institution in sports, ESPN. And uh, I'm very, he very... Sports Illustrated to write for ESPN. Yeah, I mean, what does that tell I mean, you? That's the kinds of choices that this man has to make. So, so <laughs> Josh, thanks for doing this because I, I, you know, I, I'm still a student of the uh, sports and I need to learn a lot about it. And I think you could answer a lot of questions. So I'm, I'm very happy that you're here today. Thank you. I really for, am. Thank you for, I, can't, I don't know what to do with that introduction. I like, I'm still trying to get the, over that. The Norman Miller thing? Uh, no, hey, Sammy Klein just walked in. Yes. Sammy Klein Hi, just Sammy. walked in. Hello. Sammy is like uh, Kramer, essentially. <laughs> what? <laughs> do you, he hates black people? No, 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 no. no. 
Well, I'm, I'm not aware. No, but, but I don't think so. You know, everyone in this room know about the story with um, you know White. you and Dana White. It's always the first thing. It's like yeah. I, that's um, that's my brand, I guess. That's part of my brand is the Dana White relationship. Yeah. Um, I met him one time through my friend Jim Norton, mm -hmm. and um, um, he was very friendly, nice guy. And uh, it was at the uh, Melrose Improv, and uh, just a little hallway. I was trying to get out of there. He and Chuck Liddell was horsing around, so they're kind of fighting around. And I almost got hit a couple of times, and they're not little guys. They're pretty big guys, and like Godzilla and King Kong fighting, and I'm just a little Japanese person walking by. But yeah, I was really worried. I, I thought I was going to hit in the face accidentally. But, you know, I, they were very Ch friendly. Chuck's accurate enough that I don't think if he would have hit you, it would have been by accident. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've seen Fair Chuck, enough. I've seen Fair Chuck enough. Lynn enough punches. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. a pretty yeah. big guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm sorry that um, you have to keep repeating this story. No, 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 it's, no, it's, no, it's, it's really interesting to our listener because it's All an right. interesting story. All right, so I guess, I mean, the story of me and Dana White, um, I, I don't know what to say except uh, I can't sort of just throw it out of nowhere. So it's like there's something specific you want to know about it? Tell us about what happened at the very end of the first season of Ultimate Fighter and what, ha and what Dana White's reaction to it was. You're confused. Uh, it was the fourth season. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. And, uh, I guess you're you're responding to uh, me reporting the results of the fourth season. Yes. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Be before the game, before the fight aired. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody's heard of the reality show, The Ultimate Fighter. I yeah. guess it's now like on FX, and it was a big mm -hmm. thing that Fox bought from the UFC. Um, it was really important in around 2005 for the growth of mixed martial arts because it's a reality show, and people uh, were indoctrinated into this world through. This show on Spike TV, mm -hmm. um, and the fourth season, the first three seasons were basically like guys compete for a contract and then they get a shot into the UFC. The fourth season was different, where that they were doing a tournament of fighters and the winners became like automatic number one contenders for title shots. Okay, so to me, I saw that as a distinct difference, mm -hmm. uh, and why I, I reported who the finalists were. But right. I didn't even report like who won the show because I didn't know that because the fight was later. So. Um, among the many reasons that upset Dana White, and I understand why he would be upset by that, but it was news to me, so I don't, I don't, not worried about it. Um, but are you talking about like what reaction are you talking about? No, no, I think that's that. That said, you you are um, you are the premier kind of mainstream journalist of MMA, and the interesting situation now is that uh, Dana White, as is his want, but I'm not the only one who's not. I no, mean, no, of I, course yeah. he's a freak. He's gonna. Well, be I, like I don't that know. Fun. Like that's their prerogative to credential who they sure. want. I'm not yeah. the only one. For a long time, um, Shirtart.com, which was like the largest, I happened to be editor of it for four years. Right. Um, was not credentialed. They recently are now. And then uh, another reporter for Sports Illustrated, Loretta, Loretta Hunt. I saw uh, that. Yeah. And he had a video clip of calling her. But it's not just yeah. us. I mean, they use. You want to talk about a larger thing that's more interesting than than my scenario? It's like um, they use. Uh, credential or access is a way to, um, some people believe, control media or mm -hmm. dictate narrative and that sort of stuff. And that's just, I mean, that happens everywhere, unfortunately. That's yeah. not just like subject to sports. That's everything. Well, government, no, but it's a special really case that. in MMA because they have a total, UFC has a total monopoly. I mean, at least since they bought Strikeforce, right? Um, again, I don't, I mean, I don't think so because I don't look at it as UFC. I look at it now as media conglomerates. Uh, mm -hmm. It's Fox and Viacom and, right. and uh, you know, the rest of them are wanted to get on board and, and they're doing something. It was a great story in the New York Times that ran yesterday about this stuff. It was actually, people should go read it, an amazing story um, about the relationships there. So, I, you know, I don't think UFC's in a monopoly in the way that people consider monopolies. Mm -hmm. um, American Airlines and US Air, that's probably a monopoly if that, that happens, right? Yeah. So um, there's no barrier to entry. People can promote the sport wherever they want. Um, and, and now you're having 
uh, major media companies with big television platforms putting the sport on. It's not UFC, so it's not they don't have a monopoly. No, that's, that's not UFC. Yeah, I mean Bellator, which is a new league that Viacom bought, is right. now okay. on Spike TV oh, okay. every week. All right, so things have changed. Um, yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot of people want to be in MMA that, right. and, and they're they're working. There. How are you? This is a part I'm. I'm, I'm I want to know that. So th he is a figurehead for the whole league. And he's making your job very difficult. How are you able to do such a good job reporting when you ha you have so little access to it? Um, yeah, it's been a ch challenge. Is actually the fact that there's so many others have a full access, and you still kick their asses reporting, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know about all that. A, lo a lot of people do a really good job. There's so much stuff to cover in the right. sport. You are so humble. It's you not not humble. Mm -hmm. It's the truth. It's like you know, I don't like. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I, I just do my thing, and I can't worry about like everything right. else. That, or, I mean, I appreciate what people say, but it it sort of makes me uncomfortable because I think a lot of people do a lot of great stuff. Right. You know, um, I just happen to be sitting here because I know Joey, and you happen you have to be rooming with him. So right, right. You know. um, and but, of course, he knows you for you yeah know, for yeah. so long. Josh but, is Josh is uncomfortable with compliments. So <laughs> he always has been. Uh, yeah, I've gotten better. All right, I good. I've, I've gotten good. better a little bit. All you got to say is thank you. That's yeah. it. No, I hear you. <laughs> 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 um, so, but the access issue. I mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, for a while we had to do sort of like guerrilla style reporting. Um, you know, we'd get rooms in the hotels where the fighters were. Yeah, and, uh, cruise the lobby, and you know, it doesn't sound it wasn't exciting as it sounds. You know, right? So it's uh, it's a lot of hard work. Obviously, it was, yeah. yeah. But it also um, changed the way that we covered the sport. In some ways, we were more inside mm -hmm. um, because, at least for me personally, like I feel, mm -hmm. I wouldn't change anything I do if I had access. Right. But having access sometimes. Um, changes how people view things in terms right. of what they're willing to cover or not cover. Um, I'm I'm always, I'm very adversarial in terms of like what I think is necessary for being talked about and covered. And did this give you more freedom to be um, more adversarial? The fact that you were on the outside peripheral, it, if you will. I, I guess it could have, but I was already like one of the reasons. You're already that doing it, that. Yeah, one of the reasons that we were thrown out as media, um, and it was way before the Ultimate Fighter Four thing. Mm -hmm. um, was that they were starting to get mainstream attention and they didn't know what to do with the people that had been around the business for a long time. And this is my feeling on it. I don't really know why. Mm -hmm. um, because the whole industry was thrown out, um, basically. All the all the niche media that had been covering right, mixed martial arts. That, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was well before people like to think, oh, it was the ultimate fighter thing and you know, I don't have access because of retribution for that. But I haven't had access to the UFC for seven years now. Right, when you were with right. SureDog, yeah. they kind of shut off access to all the SureDog people. Is that right? And Full Contact Fighter, which is, you know, was a niche publication then, and MMA Weekly, which was one of the sites that, you know, started. It didn't make a lot of sense to me at the time, and I always felt like it was a battle that at best is a stalemate for anybody who wants to engage in a battle with media. Like, I, I don't they, understand. They, because they don't control the microphone, mm -hmm. and they don't, they don't really can't dictate as much as they try and have a big PR department. Right. I'm speaking, like, in generalities now, but it's a difficult battle to win against media and I felt that they couldn't silence me or stop my reporting so yeah. nothing, so it didn't really matter. Mm -hmm. it, it just seems like if you want to promote your league you want more people talking about it, right? Yeah. You I don't mean to come up, I'm not covering war in like Rwanda and stuff. No, like no, I'm no. covering sports so it's not right. that big a deal but yeah, bottom line like sort of like as an instinct as like a journalist or a reporter that's what it felt right to me and so I'm, I'm fine with the way it is. Now I'm going to pull out something. We have a close mutual friend who shall remain nameless. Who who said to me? Reveal your sources, Joy. Okay, his uh, big. I call him Biggity B, and he um, <laughs> and, 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 like, yeah. and I think and I think you know who that is. Um, and he claimed, um, rightly or wrongly, 
right now it's clearly you don't want to talk about the Dana White thing. That's fine. We don't have to. I've been talking about the Dana yeah, White. Thing. He's, he's you're been sick. talking about. I know, but he, he's, he's, he's <laughs> sick of he's sick of talking about it. But the other thing is that mm-hmm. you're also kind of, you're downplaying the Ultimate Fighter thing, which is legit. I don't know. But he said Big D B said that. See, you are a very adversarial guy, and you don't take well to being bullied. Uh, that will never get you to change your behavior. So um, he he feels Big like DB, an intervention. <laughs> no, 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 not at all, not at all. I, I, I like that you're like that. I think that's good. He, but um, Thank you, Joey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at him. He's already learned in the last five minutes, accepting compliments. But Joey, don't you think that's an admirable em- I think it's admirable. Because yeah. you're, Integrity. Cover- you're covering people who beat up people for a living, right? So <laughs> it'll be hard for me to ask. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't think I'll ask those tough questions because I don't get punched in the face. But, you know... Sometimes, if you want truth, you have to be uh, confrontational, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Josh isn't really confrontational. It's just that he won't, he won't Back countenance being mm-hmm. inti- if someone trying to intimidate him. Basically, yeah, yeah. He, he makes him angry and makes him more resolute in whatever yeah. he's doing. So again, you've always been like this. Do you this agree not- with that, Josh? That's pretty fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so, but the thing that Big DB said is that you'll never say. I don't like that name, by the way. But go ahead. <laughs> Well, okay, he's got other ones. Blitz, Blitz Nortz Rider is another one. So Blitz Nortz, Blitz Nortz said that, that you will never acknowledge this, yeah. but that you actually, in retrospect, think you could have, you probably fucked up a little bit in the way you played the, the Ultimate Fighter thing. It was news. Train Boy can have his right. own theories, and it's not. Train Boy. Train okay. Boy, that's the third nickname. <laughs> yeah, well, we used to go hit. Okay. Um, all right. No, no, I mean, I, people have asked me, I get that question all the time. Like, do I regret? Mm. Would I have changed anything? Would no, I you'll never say that? it to anyone else, but we're talking here among friends. No I've one's never, listening. We, 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 oh, we, thanks. <laughs> no, no, no. Thanks, Joey. I mean, except for the thousand. See, that's, that's, that's bogus. Like, you should okay. be able to say whatever you say in a room with anybody yeah. you should say to anywhere. It yeah. It doesn't matter. Okay. So, all right, legit. Um, legit. Legit. No, like I mean, uh, how would I regret it? Really, um, I ended up getting working with the largest uh, niche oh, MMA yeah. site on the web. I was ran an editor there for four years, created something that was really popular and still lasted today. I got hired by Sports Illustrated. Right, right. He, 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 I guess from ESPN. a moral perspective, yeah. I did yeah. my job, yes. so I'm comfortable right. with it. Okay. Is it okay. really? Moral issue or no, professional that professional that, that it yeah. wasn't the way to do it. Not that you suffered for it necessarily. But well, the way that I did it was on a podcast like this. I said, if you don't want to know, turn down the audio. I didn't put it on the front page of oh, the website a, or anything like spoiler, that. That's fair. That's a spoiler alert. So I, yeah. I did what I could. Once the news is out there, what what do you want from yeah. me? Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> I think another important thing to remember here is that regardless of what happened, fuck Dana White. The guys have uh, fucked. Well, don't like, don't. Yeah, you know what? I'll give you credit if you say that to front of his face. How about that? It, but oh, I'm, yeah, Jerry, I, 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 say I, it to I, his face. I, I will because I will because I have a little bit of what of what JG says. I mean, I, 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 look, I'll say this: I don't think that uh, I think their media policy needs some work, and they should credential people that they haven't credentialed. But yeah, it's called as far as calling him a fucking dickhead. I don't. I how do you how do you explain that? I mean, he's a guy mean? that is. I, I see. I feel like I have to defend him here. I, it's like. He's running his business. Mm-hmm. He's doing what he feels is best for his business. Had sure. a lot of success. Yeah. He's obviously extremely uh, aggressive in terms of the way he conducts. I'm just saying he's an asshole. Not that he's a good. But what does that mean? Like, uh, Train Boy called me an asshole. Am I, <laughs> am I, am I, am I an asshole? It's subjective. <laughs> when right. Train Boy, when that time when Train Boy called you an asshole, he was having some kind of problem. Which is like every day of the week. So what, yeah. like, come on. <laughs> yeah, okay. 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 Do you think there's any point that you and Dana White will ameliorate some kind of relationship? I've tried to talk to Dana many times, and when we're one on one, face to face, we're totally cordial and have a good conversation. Oh, is that right? He just doesn't want me anywhere near the UFC. He won't give me access to the UFC. So times we're there in Los Angeles, and I have uh, you know been able to go and to a press conference and see them. Yeah, he's you know he'll generally. 
say what's up to me. I've known. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I've known Dana for a long, long time, way before he was Dana White as people know him today. Do you think maybe he's partly playing a character? No, no, he is who he is now. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the Dana is extremely, uh, I think, real in terms of what he gives you um, as a persona. and. Um, so you don't have any resentment towards him professionally for what? You, kind you of like what? being blacklisted like, from uh, the UFC? Because like it's a funny thing, resentment for, like, I don't know my dad. So it's like I grew up without a dad, and like it'd be easy to resent like this guy out yeah. there who, and I am over that. And it's like if I'm not going to resent that, I'm not going to resent some guy right. who feeling he has to do what's good for his business. Right. So no, and I can't because um, I just that that brings in bias. I'm not saying I'm you know completely unbiased in my work. Mm -hmm. That's impossible as a human being, but I, I'm not. I'm not resentful. I've I've had plenty of success, and I've done a lot in this business more than I ever thought I would. Yeah. I started at a time where the idea that ESPN would even have a notion of covering it on a regular basis was mm -hmm. insane. So mm -hmm. um, how, how did that, to how me, did it's that? just all part of the ride and it colors more than anything. Sort of last thing on Dana White, mm -hmm. like the experience of him with me, the experience of seeing him operate, it just yeah. colors my perspective of him. So I feel, you know, as 10 years from now, when we look back on this period, I'll have just a better idea of yeah. the context of what happened. And that's, to me, that's the most interesting thing and why it's any, there's any value to it. Mm. Nice, thank you. Oh. So how, how did that ESPN happen? Did they, how did they contact, I mean, how did it happen? When, uh, when I was at SureDog, we arranged a, a, a relationship with ESPN where SureDog contact would start going on ESPN.com. Mm -hmm. And so that's when the relationship with me personally started. And then um, I had the great opportunity to go to Sports Illustrated and it was awesome to work there. Um, but you know ESPN again they ramped up their MMA coverage and they wanted some people and yeah. uh, there was I was kind enough to get an offer and you know I, I took it it was a great opportunity and glad to be there and obviously I don't can you get any higher than ESPN at this point I mean in terms of like largeness of sports media yeah. no I mean ESPN's like ubiquitous I guess right it's everywhere but um there's a lot of great places for sports media and mm -hmm. um I hope they I hope everywhere elevates mixed martial arts coverage it's a sport that's really um growing and unique and yeah. deserves i think more sunshine than it gets it's the fight business people yeah. forget that you know there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes not only with <clears> promoters <throat> with fighters but with state regulators you're dealing with state governments who are involved with a lot of this stuff so there's yeah. a lot of stuff to examine um and uh, hopefully you know the coverage treats it that way yeah i i have a question for you as not relating to mixed martial arts as a journalist i have a question because you work blog and i suppose illustrator and espn so this is a football question, actually. So this whole Manti, what's his name, Theo? I'm, I'm really shocked no one d actually did their homework and did mm. uh, um, research. So um, how did, I mean, I, I don't know who, re I guess it only takes one first reporter to report it and everybody just assumed that's true. But were you surprised as a journalist? It just seems so strange that. And irresponsible. Right? I don't want to say I don't want to say that, but I, I was surprised that both Post Registrated and ESPN, and not to mention other publications, um, it took this span to um, say like, hey, you know, we did a little bit of homework, and there's no death certificate for this girl, and so on and so forth. So what 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 do you think happened? I'm really still confused. I really don't know. I'm not smart enough to know what really happened, but I thought it was very strange how this thing was written down and uh, researched. Yeah, and unfortunately, myth making is something the media does a lot of. And um, you know, one time, once the story is put out, mm -hmm. a lot of times it get followed up and reproduced. Um, happened in mixed martial arts. There's uh, the Zufa myth, which is um, the idea that they, Dana White and Lorenzo Fertina came into mixed martial arts and 
were responsible for changing all the rules that mm -hmm. we see today. That's not actually accurate. That process happened before they came in. Yeah. States were regulating with new rules before they came in. The UFC, before they were sold to the Fertitas and Dana White, mm -hmm. uh, held an event that was regulated with new rules I in, see. in New Jersey. But, I mean, this stuff was in Time Magazine. Yeah. So it's, you know, that, that happens. And um, it's not... The first, my first reaction to it was, okay, this is like total myth making. Yeah. You know what what media does, and um, hopefully, if anything, it gets people in the business <coughs> to. And, I, and this, this is how I reacted to it again. Yeah. Sort of like be reflective of things that you've reported, things that you've written, especially like anecdotes. Like people tell you something, yeah. you know, do you just take their word and you know, run with it? A lot of time, like how do you prove an, an anecdote? Like, yeah, you're gonna research every single one. It's difficult. I mean, I think when it becomes a, such an important narrative like yeah. that. You got to wonder, you know, why people weren't more curious, but um, it's easy. And again, sports, it, and it doesn't just happen in sports. I mean, uh, it happens in government. Yeah, you know, yeah. Iraq, I'm not the I'm Iraq not. war and everything else. I mean, it's myth making. So it's um, it's a it's a function of media. Unfortunately, yeah. it, it happens, and that exposed it. It was pretty amazing. I think when it comes to politics, uh, that myth making serves a very sinister purpose. They they enlist our kind of participation. In, in, in things that are just abominable, morally abominable. I don't know if the same is true in sports. Any, any thoughts on, on, on whether that myth-making in sports has, has deleterious consequences? Um, no, I mean, it's not as serious. Sports is entertainment. It's yeah. A, it's a game. It's not... No, th thankfully not, but... Um, you, don't, you don't think it redirects our attention from, mm -hmm. from life and death issues that we're, that we're being... Well, it's, yeah, like every other entertainment. Yeah. What? I mean, like every other form of entertainment. Sure, mm -hmm. sports are so powerful because they're live. Um, and that's really the, the main component of why they're so valuable to TV networks. Mm. They hold people's attention to specific times and um, draw on a lot of viewers. So, yeah, sports, I mean, you know, uh, we talk about mixed martial arts, the Roman Coliseum. You know, what was that? It's the same thing in a lot of ways. Right. Yeah. I, I remember when they used to cover Michael Jordan and, and because people need to cover the guy and if you made him angry, he, you know, um, he won't talk to you. So you, you almost kind of not forced you, but you don't want to say anything to upset the guy. You don't have uh, any access, right? Who cares? I mean, that's, yeah. that should be, that should be the attitude. It really should yeah. be. Free, who cares? Do your job. They're going to throw everybody out. With Josh, is, Josh is sexy. <laughs> he really is. I'm glad finally someone finally noticed that little chip, chip on his shoulder, the whole "fuck you" thing. It's all right. But it's—I mean—that's the way. That's like the fun. No, thing of being a journalist. This, but that's like the fun. Like that's one of the cool things about the job. I think Josh is doing it right, like yeah, old so school I. way. But most people are not. They're scared for their job. I think. I mean, you know, it's um, not that simple. I mean, no, I don't. I don't think so. But um, what do you mean? Um, well, it depends like how f high up, what kind of media you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I mean, people make a lot of the you know, corporate media and, you know, liberal media and all these yeah. sort of things that come from on high to like a sort of an agenda of the network or what things, how things will be told. Yeah. So, you know, you're, there's a lot of things that play. But um, I just think as a sort of a general attitude, um, any media who seeds their like their grounds in terms of what they're willing to ask or not ask or how they're, yeah. you know, how they're willing to approach a story with access in mind, I think is they're missing something really big. Uh, my, my first reaction when I heard the story was um, it was you know certain institutions in their vested interest to have a good relationship. This is a good story, and th they make so much money covering college sports. You know, football is such a massive money-making machine, both college and professional level. So I thought, I don't know, maybe maybe they benefit when I pushing this story you know this narrative you know that was my I, guess, I have no inside information yeah, yeah. i actually didn't really pay a lot of attention to the tail stuff okay um because 
it felt like such a distraction. There's so many other things that are more interesting to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, you know, one of the things, one of the theories that I heard was, well, he's, you know, got the Heisman and Notre yeah. Dame is doing really well and it's a great story and they're selling it. So it's, yeah. again, it's all sort of part of that myth making, unfortunately. I see. Um, I do have another, <laughs> another question. So, I don't know, six, seven years ago, I was hanging out with Lennox Lewis mm -hmm. and I asked him, what did he think about um, mixed martial art? And he thought, amount of beating these guys are getting, they th he just didn't think they were being compensated, you know, and, um, and I'm, I'm not still assuming there was no union for the fighters. And um, so I know publicly fighters would say one way, but do, do you think privately, do, they f do most of the fighters wish there was some kind of, I don't know, retirement plan, union, uh, more money for them? I mean, how does the money thing work for the fighters? I mean, what do they feel, honestly? What do you think? Yeah, well, uh, right now, all the guys in the UFC are considered independent contractors. So, right. like you and me and, you know, most people who are working these days. Um, we did a story. One of the reasons Dana White doesn't like me is mm -hmm. because we do stories about their business. And uh, that was a big focus of when I was at Sherdog. And, um ESPN had an opportunity to work through outside the lines, which is their big enterprise, like journalism enterprise unit. Yeah, and um, uh, we did a story on fighter pay and examined the issue. And more than twenty fighters we tried to talk to, none of them would go on camera. None of them would talk about it. So there's like that intimidation factor, no question right. about it. Some guys get paid very well. Um, For and, sure. And women too are now going to mm -hmm. start to fight in the UFC. So uh, you'll have a handful <laughs> that could pay pretty good money. Um, what warrants more pay? Um, if people care about you, if you can sell pay-per-view, basically, if you can, if you can headline a pay-per-view and people want to buy, yeah, that's that's really all that matters. That's the core structure of the Your UFC stock business. Stock goes up. Yeah. Stock goes up. Yeah, no question about it. Um, you know, being a champion absolutely helps, but uh, it's not the only way to become popular. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's it it, it is. Um, I, you know, I I think as far as what they get paid, I, the question to me is. What do they get paid relative to what the UFC is making? So right. what, what percentage of that money split, right? Because in football, isn't it like f almost 50% or yeah, something like they, that? Yeah, they have yeah. strong unions. It's almost over 50%. All the, all the major unions are right there. There is no union in mixed martial arts or the UFC. Right. And um, so it's up to really the fighters basing what they're worth individually and right. capitalizing off of that. Mm. Um, Randy Couture, who's like one of the great names in, in the sport. Joey, I mean... Was, oh, was when he uh, when he fought Brock Lesnar, yeah, never forget it. Yeah, never. never. On, my, on my deathbed, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, really. You're so romantic. I won't be Joey. thinking about my kids, my wife, nothing. Yeah. Les Lesnar Couture will do it for you. Yeah. Oh, especially Lesnar. <laughs> Just the way they was on top of him. And yeah. <laughs> so so Couture had this uh, reputation as um, standing up for his contractual rights. Yeah. And it always got him in trouble with. The, the UFC ownership, Zufa and Dana White, yeah. always at odds. And, and Couture just finally separated ties with them basically for good because he went to, we were talking earlier about media conglomerates. He's working now with Viacom and Bellator. Mm -hmm. And Dana White freaked out, you know, in terms yeah. of his reaction to it. And this, I, re I read you know. that New York Times article you tweeted that you were just talking, you referred to earlier. Mm -hmm. And it there was a quote in there that said that Bellator was like high school of football compared to like the NFL. Do right. you agree? Which, you know, UFC would be the NFL. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't think so. It's not that severe. The UFC controls, they have, they promote eight or nine weight divisions and mm -hmm. they probably control 95% of the top 10 talent around oh. the world. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if, if they have a monopoly anywhere, as Joey talked about, it's on talent. Um, mm -hmm. But 
there are young kids coming up and Bellator is doing a good job of finding them. They already have, I think, I think they've already promoted four or five fighters that you could think would fight against anybody in the UFC would be that good. Wow. So the thing about mixed martial arts is an individual sport and maybe a promoter won't come along that can uh, do the consistent number of fights that UFC does <laughs> at such a high level. But if you can control uh, one or two really great fighters, that you can make a name for yourself and get get some interest. And so, I you know, see. That's, yeah, that's part of it. And they're just beginning. I mean, initially, it's almost like an expansion team. They're they're getting the direct, but eventually, if they if they are serious about it, they'll start drawing. Yeah, but they're not even getting. The, they're signing really good prospects right now, in yeah. part because the UFC has too many people under contract. So this is competition. It's this is competition, <laughs> and it, it'll be for talent. Really, yeah. um, there are promoters who are focusing solely on Asia. Uh, Singapore, Malaysia, that sort of thing, um, that uh, just want, a, I guess, a monopoly on that region of the world. And so we'll see if they can do it. Um, there are parts of the world where UFC wants to go to where they haven't done yet. And there's p places where they have gone, like Brazil, which has been huge business for them. Um, it's a global sport, and they can't control everything, especially all the talent. So I, well, I, the problem is if they have too, if there's too many different leagues, they they need to arrange some kind of World Series type thing. That's not going to happen. I mean, UFC is going to be the brand. That's the number one. Right. Their pay per view model is is their their business model is pay per view, and basically everything's driven off UFC. The brand is all that matters. So they're not going to tie in their brand with another company or trying. Either you fight for them or you don't matter is what they, how they so do So there it. won't be like a World Series type thing where the best of one will fight the best of, of the others because that's I, what we all want to see if, <laughs> it hap if it happens. No, really, we want to know who the toughest son of a bitch in the world that, is. And that's what people want to see. If yeah. it all happens in the UFC, that's fine. I mean, mm -hmm. I, right. think, I think that's okay. Right. Um, but yeah, the bottom line is you want, like my biggest sporting interest in this thing is who's the best fighter in the world at their particular weight class right. and then you can get in all the fun of who's really the best fighter in the world. So... Because right. it's not the best boxer in the world no longer qualifies as the best fighter in the world anymore. Mm -hmm. that's, right. that's, that's old. That's like a relic. That's, yeah, that's, a, that's, that's, that's an idea that doesn't work anymore. None of them could, could win. Right. Did, didn't Anderson Silva say he'll fight some boxer? Um, yeah, he wanted to. Yeah. The boxer. I mean, it, but like in a, in a boxing bout, he wanted to. Oh, well, then he'll get his ass kicked. But, Probably. But, but no, if you have, I mean, but the thing is, if you have uh, George St. Pierre in Bellator and you have um, Anderson Silva in UFC and then they never fight, that's a very like that's a that's very yeah, it's hurt, hurtful for, for no, us as fans. Well, it's, ha it's happened not a lot. Um, you know, UFC has cultivated a reputation mm -hmm. that all the best fights, the fights people want to see happen, but it doesn't happen all the time. Couture wanted to fight Fedor Emelianenko, uh, a great Russian fighter. That never happened. Um, the UFC wanted to have uh, Chuck Liddell fight Vanley Silva a lot earlier on. And pride. So a lot of these fights that people wanted to see at the right time didn't happen. Yeah, it's like Pacquiao Mayweather. It's, but it's not it's as severe. It's not as severe. It's not as bad. Most of the fights the UFC UFC puts on great cards, top to bottom, yeah, and promote a lot right. of great fights. So, I mean, there's not a lot to complain about. That's good. Yeah. So, um, union. That's what do you think? That's just never going to happen. Or I think it's very difficult, especially the way the fighters talk mm -hmm. about it. Uh, UFC will. I mean, the, the owners of the UFC, the Fertitas, own Station Casinos in Nevada. Station Casinos are, have mm. some of those anti-union policies in, in Nevada. Yeah. Um, the National Labor Relations Board has cited them probably over 100 times in yeah. terms of uh, uh, violations. And so <clears throat> they're, not, they're not really liking the idea of unions. They're not, not something that they control so much like UFC. It's, they don't want that. I think it's a hard time seeing it. And it really comes down to the star fighters. Uh, pushing for it, the, the guys that are making money now yeah. have to want to be a part of it. Um, and also the fact that unions are bullshit. They're from the '60s. This country doesn't want unions would anymore. You shut no, up. I'm, see, I'm serious. <laughs> what you need is a good gaming commission, and and and, and that's it. You yeah. need you need managers who will stick up for their yeah. fighters' yeah. rights, basically. Right. Um, but the bottom line is the UFC still holds so much power, 
you know, unless there's another promoter that comes in that can sell pay-per-view yeah. and, and offer some of the stuff that UFC does that nobody else can really do, it's a difficult, difficult thing. I know you love it. But Joey, mm. this whole time I'm listening to this about this, this union thing, I don't, first of all, I'm, I don't think, I'm not pointing finger to Dana White and... I Whenever think. Yoshi says I'm not pointing fingers, he's no, no. always pointing no. fingers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As he's pointing actually, fingers yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. literally pointing fingers. <laughs> be, be, because if I own UFC... I'm not gonna lie to you. I'd probably take the hard stance too. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, for it, you'd to, be anti-union for business-wise. If I was in that position, but it's it's it would be kind of hard if I meet these fighters, and yeah. if they're fi struggling financially, I'll, I'll, it'll make me we'll, feel. We'll bad, see. I know? mean, we'll see what guys are like mm -hmm. health-wise and financially. We'll get a much better idea a decade from now. We'll know, you know, what it's like. Because NFL have union and they're helping the players, but um, NFL NFL also makes way more money. Yeah, yeah, it's just so, crazy amount yeah. of money, and they're definitely fighting former players and taking care of them, you know. And they make money, and they're still fighting it. So it's all on time. I mean, the UFC's done a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I, I haven't agreed with a lot of it, or I wouldn't say that with some of it. Um, I think they could have done a lot more in certain areas, but yeah. they continue to evolve and grow. This was a major deal for them in 2012, signing with Fox. Yeah. So you know, it's, it's a great product. It's yeah. so entertaining. Yeah. So there, I mean, there's a lot of time to grow and evolve. Still, it's a very young sport. Yeah. Um. You know, everybody wants everything now, but you know, it takes it takes a little while to uh, to for things to come together from time to time. It doesn't remind my previous job. You know, I work in adult business, and they treat all the performers. <laughs> when I say adult porn, but um, they would treat all the um, Performers as uh, um, what is that contract work? What, what was independent the word? Yeah. contractors? Independent contractors, and they make a lot of money. And there's, I mean, important people. It's a flaky yeah, taxes on them. They tried to make union, but it's just almost impossible because to you know the, the top star take all the money, and they, they they have a vested interest not to say that. Are 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 the fighters at USC? Are they employees or yeah. are they independent contractors? They're independent contractors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Now the the con the contracts have definitely in the in the favor of the UFC. Mm -hmm. Bellator too with Viacom contracts are way in favor of the promoter. Mixed martial arts um, doesn't fall under the same federal statutes as boxing does. Muhammad Ali Boxing Act uh, created federal uh, laws, mm -hmm. certain mandated certain things had to be in contracts. Fighters had certain rights by law. Mixed martial arts doesn't fall under that. And um, didn't John McCain push that particular bit of legislation for the, uh, yeah. for the fighters? Yeah, yeah. So why can't you get John McCain behind this? Uh, this I don't know. Maybe in time. I mean, he was anti uh, UFC for a long time. He's the he's the guy that got it thrown off cable television. Well, that huh. that was when biting someone's balls off was legal. Never ne legal. Biting balls <laughs> off. Biting balls off was encouraged. Only only yeah. only, you, only. I remember. Boys. I remember. Punching, punching. I remember Keith Hackney slamming Joe whatever is his name balls again and again and again. O only incident of that I know of is when Blitz. Blitznorts did it to my man. Oh yeah, Blitznorts Mr. did. Sammy Blitznorts Klein. did bite, bite Sammy Klein's testicles. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh well, we all saw it. But anyway, yeah, but, I thought that maybe something got stuck in his teeth, and you know he had what? braces. What? And he's what? like, no. Where's this going? <laughs> I've not well, heard this version of the story. That, that time, you know, he, he was losing in a wrestling match, and he found an opportunity <laughs> in opening, and he bit your testicles, and he, and that and well, that's the fail safe, basically. Right. Well, and I, you know what? I thought he did the right thing, but 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 regardless. No, that, so that was never legal, Joey. Mm -hmm. Okay, punch, punching in the balls was never legal. Uh, punching was, but punching you, but in you, the you said okay. biting. Well, was, I was exaggerating, yeah. but you didn't say ball, biting balls off. Like, yes, I, okay. Like, like, 
like removing it from the scrotum. Yes, yes. Obviously, that was an exaggeration. But punching in the balls was legal. So was so was a a knee to the head of somebody uh, somebody on the ground. So the point is is that they is that they were okay, fine. But they reformed. As long as there's ejaculation, I think it should be legal. Well, you know what? That's that's my problem. The one tried I I tried to do MMA. I was actually doing really well until I came, and then I had no energy left. All right, Joey. But no, but hold on, hold on. But but they reformed the rules a lot. People I know. They reformed the rules a lot. And now I think it's different. I think people like McCain would be receptive to. to uh, well, all right. Um, he's actually changed his position where he said oh. uh, they've grown up, but it's not to the point where he's going to introduce legislation. He was a very connected to boxing, and he did this for boxing. I, I, you know, Sufo mm-hmm. worked hard, and they still are lobbying in D.C. for no federal legislation. So I, what, what did he used to call it? Human. Uh, human co- cockfighting. That's which right. Joey would appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is is there talk about PED and steroids and uh, what what are nonstop? They? Unfortunately, a- and laughter non-stop. when you ask if there if it exists. But do there, they, they laugh. Do, do they do they test up fighters? I don't. No. Well, is, so but testosterone replacement therapy is legal. Do you think the UFC um, views it as like a necessary evil to keep the fights exciting? That's why it's legal. Like, what's your stance on that well i mean they technically didn't make it legal the state athletic commissions did Mm -hmm. um by allowing it with therapeutic uh use exemptions basically um the the ufc's position's been all over the map and just this week uh, dana white screaming how it's cheating and he's freaking out about it because he thinks it's bad so that was a big reversal of a position not too long ago um but they have a lot of guys on testosterone replacement therapy um, it's kind of it's kind of odd how many fighters in the UFC require additional testosterone. Yeah, the, I mean, well, yeah, it's, that's it's what I'm just saying. Like, it's know, like medical marijuana, you know. You have more, anxiety? That's why you smoke weed. It's really ridiculous. Wait, uh, why are they taking that? <laughs> because they have a condition, Yoshi. They have a condition, uh, hypogonadism, which is basically a lot of symptoms. Oh. None of them you want, but the one that everybody points to is low testosterone. Yeah. yeah. Do you watch sports on TV at mm-hmm, all? Mm-hmm. Have you seen these low T commercials all the, yeah, all the time, right? All the time. So it's it's this stuff. It's like this anti-aging it's weirdness. It's selling it to all yeah. men across yeah. the board. Yeah, not which, just athletes. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just another thing to take prescription-wise. I mean, that's yeah. basically all it is. Yeah, if you go to an, a physician who does mm-hmm. anti-aging and, you know, these, these guys in the MMA, if you, we feel bad for them because they have these... You know they have hypogonadism. Oh, These are very, very, yeah. very difficult conditions, and yeah. thank God that How they can get testosterone on? replacement yeah. therapy. <laughs> but, but actually, I remember when someone asked uh, Kane, uh, Kane, uh, Velasquez, and what's the big guy's name? The big blonde crazy ass, the big blonde Viking. I'm, I don't know. Keep the, talking. The big this blonde Viking. Fun. The big blonde Viking. Come on, JG. You know who I'm talking about. Uh, I'm gonna say Josh Barnett. But is that all right? right? The guy. You, listeners know who I'm talking about. The big, the big crazy guy who got beaten by Kane Velasquez. He um when when he, he mm. Brock yeah, Lesnar yeah, Brock Brock Lesnar fought with Kane. How could you forget Brock Lesnar? You were obsessing about him <laughs> with the Randy Couture fight. How? I I know, but the, sometimes you f- you forget the ones you love. Yeah. She, so he he uh they asked Lesnar and and Velasquez is there are there PEDs in MMA and both of them just started laughing and then that was their answer. Yeah, unfortunately, it's a big joke. Um, there's a ton of them. Everybody knew knew illegally that it was I mean rampant and has been forever. Um, part of the problem is the standards are different from state to state. So UFC, one of their big mantras is, you know, we're the most regulated sport in the world, basically claiming the oversight from the state athletic commissions. But the athletic commissions, some do a pretty decent job. Most of them don't either because there's disinterest or they mm-hmm. don't have the financing for it or whatever it is, or they're just bumbling bureaucrats who don't know what the hell they're doing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, standards vary. When the UFC goes international, they do their own testing. Um, you know, they, they've done a lot of stuff that they didn't have to do, but the question is whether how much they really encourage this uh, TRT use. Um, uh, fighters have said publicly that uh, 
their doctor through the UFC doctor and pushed them to, you know, go chat, talk to anti-aging doctors. So, right. you know, there's, there's a lot of questions out there. But it's insane. The guy who fought, uh, who fought Brock Lesnar, I think, was it Wanderlei Silva, whatever, the, the, the guy who was, um, came over from a different, uh, from Strike Force or something initially. Alistair Overeem. Alistair Overeem. It was ridiculous. Earlier in his career, he was built a lot like Yoshi, which is not a bad build, but it's regular. And then all like sixty-year-old tranny. No, That's you, have a, a, you have a nice, uh, a good physique. But not he, really. But, but he was, and then all of a sudden he's built like like the Incredible Hulk. I mean, it's it's obnoxious. Horse meat. Everybody. That's what he said. He said he, 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 said he ate horse meat. Yeah. Wow. That was, his, that was his big line. All right. Yeah. Well, everybody knows who's watching that. The that and he lifted weights. He started lifting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I've been I'm on not, steroids. I'm not kidding. I I know you've done steroids. I did steroids when I was. Yes, I, I told you, you why, like, why, when, and why. I don't believe it. Looking Tell at you more. right now. Yeah. Oh, I did. So I did, did, a, did, did cycle, it. Right? I did it towards the end of my water polo career. Okay. That's why you look so young, Joey. How much? Did, <laughs> how much of difference did it make in the pool? Did you feel it? It made an enormous difference. Uh, it was so exciting and so fun because the problem was is that when I was sixteen, seventeen, mm-hmm. I was I was stronger than the other people in the pool, and that that was important, especially in my position. And then they caught up to me, and when I was in playing in college freshman year. I had I no longer had that advantage really, and um, so you got to do something. And, and my choice was 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 uh, decadura ball and gotten from. Why do you have to do something? I mean, well, just you know, I don't to be competitive, right? Well, not com- I was going to be competitive, but I just wanted mm-hmm. to I wanted to have that. Why not? I wanted to be the best. Yeah. So yeah, ambition. Lance Armstrong. So, ambition so I got that, and it was amazing. Yeah. Every time you went to the gym, you were lifting more. It was, uh, it was, you know, and you're throwing harder, you're swimming faster. You recover quicker too? Everything. Percentage, like, mental benefit versus actual physical gains. What would, what would you say? Like, how did it break down? Uh, physical gains were, were incontrovertible, and I would say just 80%. And then 20% is just the swagger of knowing that mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're cheating. And, and, the, <laughs> and, the, and, and, uh, right. and I did that, I did that for one year and then, and then, uh, and then I stopped because it was, it was not, you know, something I was going to do forever, but it was a lot of fun. And anyway, the only thing I'm saying, uh, I don't know why I'm saying it, but I guess I'm saying it because, mm-hmm. um, it's ridiculous. We all know that Alistair Overeen is doing a lot more than just Decadura ball. And, well, they, they tested and found him. I mean, they gave him a random test and he was popped. So yeah. Mm. Yeah. But the problem is, is that they were only testing for anemia. They they like you didn't they have to test for the the drugs as well like and and it's ridiculous. Yeah. You're telling me that midwestern li- midwestern liberal liberal arts colleges um, water polo teams did not test for steroids. Uh yeah believe it believe it or not they don't. It's budget issue. Um, also I was from I was from L A yeah I was from L A that may be dangerous but um. But anyway, more believable. Yeah, but uh, well, so I mean, uh, a guy who's okay at water polo playing, uh, uh, okay know, at water polo. I was of, the best until they caught up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you're okay at water polo uh, versus guys who are fighting at the highest levels in mixed martial arts. You know, what's it doing for them, benefit wise? It's, it's the same thing, obviously. And there's a in, huge incentive to do it. Sure. And, it's, cheating right. is wonderful. Uh, well, I guess all I've ever wanted <laughs> is an unfair advantage in life, and and. And but is it there seen, are many is avenues it seen as you, cheating or is it seen as a supplement? Uh, no, I mean, depends what it is. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's if not a lot of fans care, but some do, and the ones who do call it cheating, I call it cheating. I mean, yeah, you wouldn't be as good without this stuff. So that's cheating. It's an unfair advantage. Yeah, against people who may not be doing it. The the, the like crazy thing about TRT, which is the testosterone, um, they don't even inform the guy's opponent. So um, the just learned recently Vitor Belfort knocked out Michael Bisping. We, we know that Belfort was on TRT. Uh, UFC hadn't announced it before. And so it's like the opponent is, 
really not even. They should put in the tail of the tape, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Height, weight, TRT. You I mean it's really? <laughs> why not? It, that would be awesome. Yeah. Well, and for gambling purposes, if for you guys have gambled, wouldn't you want to know which guys on testosterone in the fight? Yeah. Would, would that make a difference to you? Then and, fuck yeah. And the NFL, like every single injury is known. They publicize publicize everything. I think they should be doing it with this stuff. You too. know, whenever Absolutely. whenever I went to New York and watched the Yankees play, the things the fans were angry. Why did Alex Rodriguez stop taking steroids? Why did, they were angry about that? Like, if you're going to take it for Texas Rangers, play. I mean, seriously, they they rather you take it and cheat and win World Series. That's you just know? the. I mean, yeah. If I was in the culture sports. right now, right? I mean, that's just period. If that's I was like, in the sports, yeah. if like the Dodgers, I would want yeah. all of them on steroids. Yeah, sure. And you, you know, you'd want your team to be on. Like you want your Absol- players? Absolutely. Yeah. Really? It's because I want them. I want, you them, want them to them win. win. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. If if I was 200 average hitter in baseball, and if I take these things to make me uh, 300 average, I would definitely take it. I mean, it's amazing you know? what they say. Jose Canseco, who mm-hmm. when we were kids was this, un, you know, this beast, this beast who was con- who was constantly would hit 40 home runs. The first one to all have 40 home runs and 40 stolen bases. Yeah. He was, you know, he was just this animal. 1988. And he's, and 1988. And he yeah. said, if I hadn't done uh, anabolic steroids that whole time, I never even would have been in the, in the major leagues. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's amazing. I mean, that really, really tells you. So, so do you think everyone should be on it? And would that make it a fair playing field if everyone is allowed to do if it? Everyone does if, it. If but they, there's side effects. If, I mean, that's a, isn't there a danger? Nobody really cares control? about the side effects from the <laughs> standpoint. You're gonna uh, die one, anyway. Yeah. One one thing well, is one thing that I notice is that certain positions in certain sports get a more of a, a pass in the in the court of public opinion, like catchers on steroids. It's like, oh well they have to squat like 150 yeah. times a game. Oh, they really need it. Offensive linemen in football. Like, oh my god, they have to deal with, you know, three hundred and ten pound defensive ends and three hundred and fifty pound defensive tackles. Oh, it's okay. We can understand they're on steroids, but we, we kind of cherry it, we kind of cherry pick. N- that, I don't know. It's just like it, it, the idea everything can be justified, and it just seems like it is. You know, yeah. uh, well, he's playing this position so he can take steroids, or he's in this tax bracket so we won't hold him as legally accountable, or like he's in the, this profession. It's like it's, well, no, but there's justification for all that. But stuff. Joey, wait a second, problem. Joey. When I, when I was in New York earlier last year, and one of the big things was Upper East Side with his kids taking um, what is those uh, ADD medication? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they oh, didn't no, need, Adderall. 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 Um, they didn't have those symptoms because. They they take it so they could study longer. Oh, and, I know and, a lot and, of college. Every kids one on of it. them were telling me honestly, their grades went through the roof. Way, yeah, yeah, and I I don't know if I could tell them not to do it. Well, those things have have significant negative side effects. Yeah, but, I'm sure. But the thing is, is withdrawal is a bitch. That the the like catchers. Now I haven't heard that before. That's mm-hmm. very interesting. Catchers are people who end up not being able to walk after their career is over, um, and if steroids would prevent that, I kind of I kind of can. See See the justification for that a bit. Mm. One 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 hot afternoon, <clears throat> Joe Torre baseball camp in Encino. They asked me to catch during the afternoon session. First time, last time. I'm like, no, I will never catch again. And, and I, I, those of you can who don't know what I look like, I could be, I could pass for a catcher, kind of a stocky build, but. No, just too much squatting and yeah. not the fun type of squatting. And I, I also did catch in Little League at times when I wasn't <laughs> pitching. And look, I can do a full squat, no problem. Even despite this. Joe, you do realize they can't see you, so you don't really have to do that? All right, well, just imagine <laughs> Imagine me in a full squat. You do look particularly comfortable. No one likes stretching more on hardwood floors than Joey Kurtz. No one likes what? Stretching more on floors. Oh, no, I do like yeah. stretching. Yeah. But no, but I'm saying that, that I can do this without, without trouble. 
and, and so here, let me do some kind of a getting thing. And even this, even being able to do this without problem, I still had, it, it still hurt my legs. So, so, and, that, and, so that's justification for steroid use. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. a volleyball yes. player. That's so. all we do. So shut the fuck up. Yeah. Deep squat? We do squat. Oh, so you can jump. Yeah. jump well, yeah, we're passing balls. You're passing. If you're no, passing the ball correctly, you're down It's just because you're ground. girls and you want to be able to do the that, I'm always a catcher, boot, though, I guess, stuff. as a girl. <laughs> Is that a sex reference? That was a sex reference. Thank awesome. you for catching on. Awesome. <laughs> Quick one, Joe. <laughs> no, no. I just want, sometimes I want to valid, verify, you know. Yeah. Trust, Appreciate trust, that. Trust, but verify. Do you also cover women's... Yeah, <laughs> that girl Rondi, whatever Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey, who keeps breaking Ronda, arms. Ronda Rousey, she's wow. pretty hot. I like her style. She's uh, yeah, she's gonna be a star. She's, if she wins this fight, she'll be a star for sure. I, I, I guess I was trying to have Lilith, you know, do this because I think the thing that hurt the women in business, I think, not knowing a lot about sports, you know, mm -hmm. so um, does that hurt women in business? It does because there's a lot of sports cliches that are thrown for out. sure. Really? Meetings, oh yeah, like par for the course and war cliches just, too. Yeah, and then they're like, wait, what does par for the course mean? And it's a golf reference, dummy. Yeah. You know, like like we all know that. <laughs> you re you really think that hurts women? In business? I I, re I really believe because are women being yelled at are they being called? Do you think most women don't know what that means? There are a lot of sports references that men casually throw around the office, and women may or may not know what it means. You, you, or have a prolonged conversation. And, and, yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, like, there's so many sports cliches that we don't even know we're, we're <clears> using them. You know, I worked for a company where there was, the CEO would always ask the in-house counsel if she would make him a sandwich. I think that's kind of more the type of thing that's a problem for women in the workplace. Thank than, you. Than, than, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I've heard this as well. This happens a lot. <clears throat> I mean, it was amazing. She would be like, um, and he would. And then, can you give me a blowjob after? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. So how how I mean, what's the percentage of fan base? I'm, I'm obviously it's mostly men, but do you think have you seen over the years increase? Of, yeah, it's of, a good number of women. I mean, yeah, it's, that's great. Yeah, it's skews male and young, like eighteen to thirty four, um, but lots of women in the sport, and there are great women fighters. I mean, some of the earliest cards yeah. I've ever covered. Um, you know, when I was writing and covering in California, a lot of these fights. Women were on the cards too, and there's something about the w women's fights that um, they always seem to show up. I mean, there's never. I've, I've What's the lesbian fan base percentage wise? <laughs> no, I think it's straight. Uh, no. Hundred percent. What, what do you? What do you? The, the, the no, girl, no, I mean, no, 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 no. The girl no. that's fighting Ronda Rousey is a lesbian. She come out, and that's a big part of the storyline for this. Fight. But what do you mean that? Oh, come out as as lesbians. Yeah. But some of the, some of them are like lipstick lesbians. They're quite attractive. Um. Well, that makes a big difference <laughs> for the likes. Personally, I think that makes a big difference for, for the likes, your likability for the likes there. for the likes of me. <laughs> I mean, there's something to that. I mean, the women seem Court. to get marketed, become stars faster in mixed martial arts than the men do. I think in part because there's fewer they're of them. They're more scarce. Yeah, they're, they're more scarce. That's one of it. Uh, one one part of it. But I mean, the, the dynamic of sexuality. Yeah, uh, no question about it. Uh, you know, good-looking girls who can fight, that's easy to sell, and there's some amazing stories, and they've gotten... Gina Carano fought on CBS, and, you know, there's been no shortage of women getting opportunities to break out and become stars. Well, so. what do you think the... Joey and I were talking about this before he got here, but what do you think the psychology is of a fighter, male versus female, and, you know, in what draws them into it? In terms... Well... <laughs> Can I just should I just say you tell the rest? But I can, can I tell you one story about that. Yes, please. There was a um, one of there was one member of uh, of MMA, the first one I, I knew, a female member, and sh they asked her that, and she said her eyes were really wide. She looked like a Stepford wife, moment. and she was like, "Well, I think I first became interested in in mixed martial arts when or, uh, or in in fighting, just in general, when I was with my father." 
and he left soon afterward, but we were watching Muhammad Ali, and he said, wow, I really love a person who can fight. Aww. And she's like, after that, I think that's when I wanted to do... <laughs> so <laughs> the answer is trauma. Is it trauma? Is it just trauma? <laughs> I've, I've discovered that generally there's, there are reasons why people choose fighting for a living, mm -hmm. and, and trauma is right there at the top of the list. A shortage, um, a shortage of daddy love. What... <laughs> Could be a lot of things, okay. you know. I, I I got the shortage of daddy, daddy uh, love. I, I didn't go to right. fighting. I just got to writing about fighting. So maybe that's no. You fight in your own way. But yeah. uh, absolutely, mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely, I yeah. do. Yeah. Is it possible uh, to the pen is lighter like, than the sword. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Bullshit. <laughs> With bullying, you know, all time high. Would you think that the, a lot of these girls who get into mixed martial arts might be vi victims of bullying? Yeah, guys too. Years? for sure, guys too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, but they were bullied in their childhood by by family members. They, they right. I think you have every spectrum of story mm -hmm. in terms of like interpersonal f relationships for people in this sport, and I don't know that that's much different than um, other segments of you know at least sporting population or you know just in general. People have difficult childhoods growing up, but fi fighters for sure. They, there are reasons why people choose to get in the cage and fight, and generally most people have no compunction to do that. They don't want to do it at all. It doesn't appeal to them. These people can't live without it, and that's you know right. that's interesting. There's essentially like they're like their psychology of it is probably a lot like stripper psychology, like the th the types of things when you try to psychoanalyze a stripper mm -hmm. why she got into it. I think you can do basically the same same process for for MMA fighting. Wait, what are you saying? Money. Abandonment, daddy. Just that there's specific abuse. There's spe usually there's sexual abuse or physical abuse and emotional abuse. There's yes. It's yes. better for Joey if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> no, jo Josh, you gave me a book about the psychology of these guys which I found very interesting and which is here and I, I, I looked for it before um, and it, it talked about that you know a lot of these guys are just trying to kill their fucking father like they want to they want to they want to like knock out their dad yeah. um, I, I guess and then th there's some guys who aren't that's like not part of the equation at all and they're just great competitors and this is just another dimension to, them mm -hmm. to compete a lot of the wrestlers o o the Olympics <clears throat> are now dropping wrestling in 2020 I mean, oh yeah what, what did you think about that that's insane I mean it's horrible wrestling that's an original Greco-Roman yes. sport Wait, wait. First about 2020. Which country is that? Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. Well, 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 do you know the reasoning? Because that sounds. Uh, it's murky, but it seems like it's political and influenced by money and all sorts of Olympic politics that you've come to expect. But um, the wrestling community—it's insane because wrestling is a global sport. Absolutely. It's like you know the Balkans and the Middle East. People have incredible wrestling yeah. heritage. Yeah. And yeah, that's like the only athletes right. they'll send for the Olympics are their wrestlers. It's I don't, and, I, it's sometimes. and it's a prototypical Olympic sport. This, is, a is, an yeah, this is an outrage. It's yeah. like running it's and sad. wrestling were like, yeah. you know, and then like you add in uh, throwing something and it was like those are the core Olympic sports. It's insane. I don't, I don't know. Um, there are opportunities to reverse that and change it. Uh, people have wondered, you know, what effect that'll have on mixed martial arts. You've started to see a lot of Olympic wrestlers come into MMA. Mm. So it, it, is there any chance of mixed martial art getting Not into Olympics? Not in wrestling, man. I don't, I don't see it. Oh, I, th no. I think there's a movement to been, there's been a movement for a while to get rid of combat sports in the Olympics. What, why is that? I just, I think it's, Fucking United Nations. No, what, 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 what do you think? What's the theory? Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a sociologist. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I, I, as much as I love baseball, basketball, and football, you see me two guys punching the shit out of each other, kicking each other. I'm gonna look at that over other ones. That's, yeah, that's maybe what the attitude is. They, they don't want that because they know people will look at it. It plays up too much of a base emotion in our. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, sports is about all emotion. Let's better, be better honest. to find sports that don't do, don't appeal to our basic nature <clears throat> at all. I guess yeah. not. Log rolling. Replace yeah. it with log rolling. That's yeah. much better. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, really. Now, Josh, I, I, I have a 
You're an interesting character because you kind of straddle opposite ends of the spectrum. You're obviously he, an, he's a fencer, if anyone is. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But he enjoy. He's an avid golf pro, and <laughs> well, maybe not a pro <laughs> per se, once, yeah. but he's been playing golf since mo- mo- most of us were sucking on our mother's teats. But um, not true. Yeah, you know, he. Not. He's one of the <laughs> best golfers. You shouldn't be listening to this podcast. <laughs> he's one of the best golfers I've ever met, and um, but he covers MMA, and obviously he's passionate about both. Yet golf was introduced as an Olympic sport while wrestling was de involved uh, removed as an interest. Uh, what, what do you think about golf being an Olympic sport? I mean, that's fine, but not in the place of wrestling. And I'm a, I'm an okay golfer. I'm, I'm I've I've had my days. You're like I'm not a scratch golfer, pretty much. I've shot par once. Remember humility. There's what I saw a stat like so they they have modern pentathlon. Mm-hmm. No one knows what the hell that is. What is that? No one knows what it is. <laughs> it's and, like a tent sport. Yeah, it's yeah. a tent, but like. They're weird combination of sports. Yeah, <clears throat> and um, there was twenty six countries that participated in yeah. modern pentathlon last Olympics. There was twenty nine <clears throat> countries that medaled in wrestling that same year. So it's like the wrestling wow. participation is so much greater. Yeah, um, there's just, a sense of parody, right? Doesn't you know, make any sense? And it was funny watching basketball during the Olympics because you have the NBA players who represent yeah. the United States demolish every other country there's yeah. no competition yeah whatever it's sad yeah. but they're gonna get, which i love basketball so i hope i mean they better keep basketball but i mean that guy if you want to look at relativity like there's such a big discrepancy between yeah. the level of competition in basketball in the olympics but compared to wrestling where yeah. wrestling you actually see people who are kind of like they're on the same level where they can compete and there isn't actual competition there yeah, you know for sure but like when basketball became international through like the dream team yeah mm-hmm. um <clears throat> the gap is closed a lot it's not like we're crushing like charles barkley stepping on some angle in his chest and we're beating yeah. by like 70 yeah, points right yeah. so that, i mean countries are really close the gap and argentina and spain well argentina right? yeah they have yeah. Ginobili. yeah I, I was in afghanistan f- four or five months ago mm-hmm. i went there i went there for vacation and um <laughs> So I have friends there. So <laughs> Don't you love hearing yeah, that? Yeah, so I went there for vacation. <laughs> it's the best. And, and I love talking about sports because even if you don't speak um, a common language, what little you could speak in English, I could talk sports. But, man, they, they love mixed martial arts. And, 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 I mean, they love war over there, so obviously. <laughs> but um, there were so many facilities. It, you know, it's a bit of a dump. But, man... Um, so many like Anderson Silva's pictures were in these facilities they were fighting like, and like military sorry US no 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 no, no, no like the uh, Afghan uh, population uh, in a, you know downtown Kabul and yeah. uh, there there's like places like martial arts and they really loved it you know and uh, man they were so enthusiastic and yeah. mixed martial arts one of those sports that even poor people could do it because right, play exactly, hockey exactly. hockey and golf is pretty expensive right. you have to get equipment and I read someplace Anderson Silva he his family was so poor he couldn't even take classes so he kind of watched people a lot of these guys there's yeah. there's a, i mean there's one one kid bibiana fernandez who was like his father they had no money so he was forced to live in the amazon for three years oh exactly. yeah. i mean there's insane stories yeah insane wow. i mean to me one of the great things about covering the sport i've been covering it for 13 years is the <laughs> stories being around these fighters uh, it's been amazing you know and they let they let them into your lives and stuff it's it's cool it did provide opportunities for them you know, did that, you know yeah. what he just said what? That, that, that's why he's going to be a, a good writer of books because the, his real love is the narrative is the story mm-hmm. is the the human kind of but hopefully i get to write about a book about muhammad ali and antonio noki i have their poster in my um, in my office is the only thing i bought when i went to japan mm-hmm. to cover pride i went to japan 12 times in like 20 months <laughs> And the only thing I ever brought back was his poster. Ali and Inoki wrestled each other in an event. It was 
they couldn't really determine whether it was a real fight or a fake yeah. fight. A pro wrestling bout. Inoki is the rock for Japan. Like he's like an icon in terms oh, of pro sure. wrestling. And then, you know, Muhammad Ali's Muhammad Ali. So it was a big event here. They actually did um, closed circuit uh, watching all over the country in uh, Yankee Stadium. I think they had a wrestling match, similar wrestling versus pro versus yeah. boxing. So, yeah, it was an interesting night. To me, it's like one of those because mixed martial arts, everybody talks about it, it starts with the UFC, but the, I mean, the sport. It's been around for a while, Forever. Right? I mean, in Brazil, I mean, you have documented fights in the 40s and 50s in newspapers. And um, Gene LaBelle, who's done studio mm. work, like stunt work forever, he's really famous uh, in, in the martial arts circles. One of the first guys with Bruce Lee. He fought a, a really good boxer in Salt Lake City in, in uh, the 1960s. So people yeah. will go everywhere mm -hmm. to fight. It's just right. what they do. I mean, uh, right. it's. Uh, for whatever reason, like you said, it's one of those core things that um, no matter where you're in the world, if you see a fight, you're probably going to stop. You, you got to stop. You got to stop. It's Dana White's favorite saying in terms of why mixed martial arts and UFC is appealing and why <laughs> they've had success. If there's a fight, people are going to watch. Yeah. And um, you know. is that true of women as well, Lily? Um, no, I don't think as much. I think maybe girls tend to shy away from watching it visually because I don't know, maybe because emotional response. Is yeah. so intense for a woman to see someone get hurt. I don't. This is generally speaking. The couple that women don't like physical violence as yeah. much as Did men you, like do it. Do you think there's an aspect of them that that gets a little bit aroused? Of course. Yeah. I mean, I do. I, I mean, I think women who are more like testosterone based definitely do. Yeah. You have higher. I don't remember you see some like of these women at the fights. What do you think about the MMA influencing um, men and women's lifestyles and how it's. Uh, um, MMA is yeah, yeah. I mean MMA is considered just like regular, lifestyle. Yeah, yeah just kind sure. of like people then taking it up. I mean, I know a lot of people who are just taking MMA classes and yeah. they're just you know it's fighting. Changed, it's changed yeah. martial arts how people view martial arts. Sort of the McDojo Karate Kid yeah. kind of scenario yeah. still there, but you don't see a lot of it. If people are going to spend their time working out, they're going to do MMA. Yeah, there's a lot of gyms now. Um, there's a lifestyle component to it too. It always seemed part of the underground nature of the sport um, when it wasn't regulated and. Uh, when the, you really, if you wanted to know the results of the sport, you had to find, you know, uh, actively you yeah. know, what was happening. There was communities online, forums and stuff for it. And out of that did grow a lot of the stuff that we saw that, you know, people kind of crap on like the affliction or the tap out. People identifying themselves as associated with the sport. Um, for whatever reason, there's a lot of that. And when you hear that, like the Fox executives talking about how UFC is valuable to them, they definitely mentioned the lifestyle component, you know, the fact that it's more than just like a viewing experience for most people when they tune in. When, when, when did you start writing the first? Um, 2000 was the first time I wrote a story yeah. that I got paid for. It was actually April 2000. Are you surprised how big it has become the last 13 years? I guess I am. I have to be. The based sport? On, or based on the where sport? Or just the career. whole thing? <laughs> wow. No, no, no really. I'm, I'm yes to both. Question. I mean, I was talking about the sports, but um, no, I had no. Why, I, why I, is I that a weird even, thing I to say? I couldn't even imagine like working at ESPN when I first started. It wasn't. It wasn't like I stepped in saying, "I'm doing this because one day I want to work at ESPN." That you did it because you loved it, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, you would have done it for free. Josh I, loves I, it. I did and he do it for free me. for a lot. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Like I got to do journalism in this world that was really interesting and different. And so, I think this is a great story for kids. Like you know, when say. It just shows like you work really hard at something you love. You didn't expect to get paid. I didn't work hard at anything until I found this. Yeah, he, that's great. Josh's life yeah. story up until the time that this mm -hmm. this niche he found this niche. It really is a good story for kids who are not sure what they want to do. Because you know, um, sorry to interrupt, but when you talk to kids these days, they want everything right away. Like right away, get on front of TV. You know, make millions of dollars and things like that. It doesn't really work like that. You know, you you have to work really hard, and I could tell. 
you really were, I mean, there's so many articles you read over the years and podcasts. God, you know, all the travels you've done, you I, know. Yeah, no, I've. You I've really earned this, Josh. I worked, well, thank you. Um, that's three thank yous, I think. Yeah. I'm, I'm improving that. Um, yeah, I worked really hard for a long stretch, man. I mean, especially the Sherdog days. Like, it was four years, 24 7, basically. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like. I work nearly as hard as I used to, and it's, that's good for my sanity. Yeah, but um, yeah. And was your mom any, anybody anybody what, successful worked hard? What, what, was your mom concerned that you were going? I mean, I don't know. It made no difference to Josh. Yeah, actually. honestly, I assure, I assure yeah. you of that. It really made none. Josh, let me let me give you a little background mm -hmm. on Josh's um, uh, earlier years. He remember how earlier you were I, you were you said I was whatever the smartest person you knew and I said yeah. no that's a common mistake I'm just the most inquisitive person you've yeah. ever met it's not intelligence I learned that through experience with some people one of whom is Josh when I was in high school I was in very very good classes and stuff yeah. and all the kids in those classes thought very highly of themselves and I had this friend Josh Josh didn't give a fuck about anything <laughs> Josh didn't like school he didn't give a shit about his classes he didn't Josh get especially did. good grades and to be honest when we were writing together for our high school television news show Josh wasn't what I would call the most adroit writer. However, over the course of the next 20 years, he... Um, you just, through came, the, through you just came in and swept this story right out of <laughs> and, and everybody knows, Way to go, and, Sammy. And everybody knows that I'm the best at relating the story because I've related it a thousand times. <laughs> wow. <laughs> through, the, through the benefit fight, of fight, experience, fight. Josh has honed his... We will watch. <laughs> Josh has honed his writing skills, and now he's become an exceptional writer. Oh, thank you, Sammy. And uh, you know, and, and part of that is from a just you know being able to do the same thing over and over again, and you know, ex and basically growing with the sport. And I think that's uh, why people you know not only respect you but they identify with you. Thanks, Sam. No, I was a terrible writer, just like I was a terrible student. And yeah, you you no, did no, not get good grades. No, I like I'm not even like like being you know having any humility about. It. I was like honestly not. I okay, just started from and scratch. it's not like you went to an Ivy League college either. So, no. you know, you can come from a humble that background. Mean, that, that doesn't mean shit for someone like Josh. All right, let me just, it's nice that everyone else yeah. tries yeah. to talk about this, but I'm, I'm the but only one who can Joe, really Joe say, say what happened. Um, so, so um, one of the reasons I learned that it was about inquisitive is not intelligence. I have this friend, Josh, as mm -hmm. I said, he had no interest <clears throat> really in anything, especially not school. Yeah. And but I noticed. Wait a second. Us kids in the good classes, we all think we're so fucking bright, and our teachers do too. Why is it that I'm not smarter than Josh? And I, I thought, well, that's a little strange. It kind of interferes with the sense of self they're trying to put on me. And I realized Josh is Josh is at least as smart as I am. And there's something else going on about me that's different. It's not intelligence. Josh was only was one of a few people I had this experience with. So he he was here was this kid who was yeah. extremely intelligent. Um, and had no interest uh, in stuff and was just kind of and he wasn't going to push himself into anything he wasn't interested in because he never you know like you said his mom what did she think about it well I, he hopes she had a diary because that's the only place her thoughts were going to go Josh wasn't interested and then eventually I, I like my mom by the way so yeah just, 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 oh yeah you, you <laughs> like your mom you're just not you never valued her input but in love with her <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. Thanks, thanks, right. but he but uh, and then eventually you know and you were okay with that, if you didn't find stuff you were, something you were passionate mm -hmm. about, you were not going to panic. And then the day came where you did find something that you really that really got you jazzed. And from that day, for the next thirteen years, you have devoted yourself with great uh, persistence and single mindedness to it because you believe in it, because you love it, and you made mm -hmm. yourself there. You, not just this was not a job that existed when you started. 
you 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 made yourself into to uh, a position and a career that nobody was necessarily sure would existed uh, would have existed, but because you were going to do your own thing and you followed your bliss, as uh, jo- jo- Joseph Campbell would say. <laughs> Joseph Campbell's very pretentious, but, that's, but <laughs> you, fo- you followed that's your... That's a funny reference. Okay, go ahead. You, you followed your bliss, and you created a very good life for yourself. And, and, and all of us, um, anybody, even if they feel like, oh, shit, I'm, my life isn't together right now, follow Josh's model, be inspired by him. What would, jo- what would Josh do? <laughs> and... and, and <laughs> Okay, yeah. T-shirts and bumper Jeez. stickers. <laughs> this is awfully scary. Yeah, and and and, <laughs> and starting a religion. Yeah, this is no good. Yeah, he's he's so he, you're an inspira- you're an inspiration for a lot of people, for a lot of people. By a lot of people, he means Joey. Yeah, no, I'll <laughs> no, I mean he because <laughs> the I fact get. is the fact the other you're part a pioneer. Of, that's the, the, yeah, and the other part of this is he's vulnerable because if <laughs> if he ever had to do something mm-hmm. that violated he has rules in his head that violated his sense of what he was willing to do. Cold. Josh, right? Josh would destroy mm. his career rather than do something he didn't believe yeah. in. No, n- I believe no it. Problem. I love that, by the way. I think that's very, I th- I mean, very admirable. I think admirable. I would. I tell it myself is, yeah. I would, but you know, you, you, you would. But you you started because you got involved in the martial art too, right? I mean, yeah. No, I trained a lot in the martial arts for sure. Now, now, Joe, just like Joe and you, you, you guys, are Jewish, but is there tradition in, in Jewish um, culture? Culture in America, like like great fighters. I, I don't. I'm not, oh yeah. Nobody throws down like Jewish men. <laughs> <laughs> man, you you run into no, a, is there a run, famous boxer, Jewish boxer? There used to be. What was his name? Uh, JG, can you help me out there? Max Bear was Max Bear Jewish. He, he may very well have been. Max Bear yeah. was Jewish. What about mixed martial art? Is there like a great Jewish? Not yet. Not yet. No, no I, I, I bet a lot of managers. No, are but Jewish. there were a lot. There. Wait, hold on. <laughs> 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 Not necessarily. No, 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 Ari no, Emanuel. Yeah. Not the managers, the ones, the ones who, yeah, the ones he, who he owned, represents uh, the UFC, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, the the there were there were it's there were not, besides Max Bear, there were Jewish boxers back sure then. There were. there were a lot of them. But generally, the thing is, is that these po- these sports pull from yeah. kind of lower middle class for sure. And and once Jews got out of the lower middle class, no, it's true. Then I mean, a lot of the fighters yeah. in like Philadelphia and in New York, especially in New York City, what I hear what I yeah, hear I from a lot of the boxers was you literally had to fight out of out of there because there's too many fucking people there, right? So, right. but. Yeah, yeah, and then and, and you limit amount of space and whatnot. So there was a lot of fightings, but um, that was my impression. I mean, yeah. It's just strange that you went in, into a field probably less represented by Jewish people, right? Uh, when you when you started, and, honestly, uh, I mean, I guess yeah. I, no, I, it doesn't matter to me. I yeah. couldn't, couldn't among the like list of things that I really couldn't care about. Yeah, that's probably the top. Okay, I have no idea. Uh, that's a bit of, of self delusion there, <laughs> but but. He, I've, I asked him when I interviewed you. I asked you about this. Josh is very has no problem navigating mm-hmm. the world of non-Jews. He's very comfortable with it. But the idea that he doesn't give a shit about being Jewish, Josh is is more defensive about his Jewishness than I am about mine. Um, he's he's a Jew. How Josh so? is How really so? a How Jew. So? Give me an example. I was raised uber Jewish. I have a deep ex- <clears throat> obnoxious background in the whole tradition, and so I kind of. I don't give a shit anymore. Like, um, I, I don't care if people insult it. It is what it is. But for you and for people who grew up kind of a minority Jew, they, they, you, you bristle at, at, at things. You, no, I like, I like some of like the, some of the cultural aspects of being Jewish. Like, mm-hmm. some, like I love that stuff. Okay. I, I want to ask him a couple of questions because his time is valuable. So, um, <laughs> After, I'm, not, I'm not attacking you. I'm not attacking you. Um, <laughs> thanks Yoshi. Yeah, fine. Um, <laughs> so I, I read someplace you worked on a documentary called History of Mixed Martial Art. Is that out yet? Or uh, I was asked, like, 
Uh, I was asked to be interviewed for it. Okay. Yeah. So it's not out yet. I don't uh, think so. Okay. Oh, okay. So th this is not something that you worked and produced. That you were just. No, no. Coming. I was just the, yeah, like this, and someone asked for my opinion. And I see. Um, and any up, upcoming big projects that you want to talk about? Uh, Nothing. Website to promote. I've learned enough covering uh, people in mm -hmm. uh, business for a long time not to say anything unless it's locked up. So, okay. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I have. I have things I'd like to do for sure, but nothing, nothing there yet. I, I was on Joe Rogan Experience about a month ago with uh, David Cho, and I think you went to school with him too, right? Yeah, same, yeah, yeah. same with Joey. Yeah, okay. Um, I know there's another announcer in the business, but he's got to be, if not the best. I mean, I'm, we're, I Joe, don't know. Joe, you're talking about? Joe Rogan, yeah, yeah because I, I'm, I, we're, I was stumped because Dave asked one of his friends, Fighter, and they, they, they were talking one specific fight. I couldn't believe how Joe was able to give you pinpoint exactly what happened round to round to round. And is he just like Saban? Like, how does he memorize? Joe's a smart guy, really smart guy. You know that. I know that, yeah. but I mean, I, I, I mean, I follow football and stuff, but I, couldn't, I could kind of tell you what happened to certain Super Bowl games and stuff, but I couldn't possibly tell you what happened in you know, break them each, each quarter and so on. But I, I mean, he's around a lot. He thinks about it a lot. I mean, he's definitely um, a professional, and then he knows exactly what happens. He remembers it. So I wouldn't, you wouldn't expect anything less from him. Yeah, is is, is he probably the best at what he does? It definitely is. I mean, he is for what he does, which is not just the color commentary, but sort of representing uh, the UFC and um, you know being a brand and supporting mixed martial arts. Yeah, he's a unique figure in the sport for sure. Yeah, and I think they're very. And lucky. He needs to return my direct messages. He hasn't. He, he stopped doing that. Why? I don't know. He won't, I want him to come on my podcast. He hasn't. He hasn't been responding to my direct messages. You were on his podcast. I know he's done my podcast a bunch of times, but the last few times I asked him. To you think he's angry at you for some reason? I don't know. I don't think so. You I, think Dana White's involved? I, no, no, no. <laughs> I, 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 I do. I, I really, do know. Really wouldn't want to speculate. I, I, I he's, do the, know. he's the best color commentator, not just in MMA, but I think I've never seen a boxing color commentator who's as good as him. It helps the guy's funny too. Obviously, being a stand-up comic, that's yeah. another element that I really like. But I was just stunned. Yeah, that, I mean, he's good. Like I, I've taken some issues with him and the UFC broadcasts over the years for how impartial they are, how they call a fight. You know, mm -hmm. um, they're working for the promoter as opposed yeah. to being like the eyes and ears of a broadcast network. Um, but most of the time, you know, they they call it pretty straight. And yeah, when things are sticky, when there's a news issue like associated with a fighter that should touch on, yeah. they're hit and miss with that. But um, generally, if it's important, they, they hold people. I, I thought he had a teleprompter or something to give him all the information. He told me no, and then everybody confirmed. Like, I can't, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed he could remember everything. I know, I can't, I'm certainly not like that. If I'm smart, I have no memory. So like, I don't, I, I, after the fight, I'm driving home, I'll remember something, but for him to be constantly just remembering on the spot, yeah, I, I I don't know what to say. The guy's, guy's I mean, extremely good. Um, yeah, I mean, I could do it porn, but I couldn't do it in mixed martial <laughs> arts. But, um, well, geez, um, Lilith, you have any last question as a um, female fan watching it? I, I, I think it's great that more women are watching it. Do you think, uh, Lilith, that women would prefer to watch women fight or men fight? Ooh, um, I think if you like fighting, you like both sexes I, but I think there's just a different uh, element to watching women fight that you don't get to see so much it's a little 
more rare and so it's a little more valued to see women in that kind of domain it's more yeah and just it's nice i think to be able to see a woman in that light as opposed to more traditional stereotypes we're seeing women used to being the just model or some kind of the ring girl uh, the ring girl exactly thank you just more objectified and now a woman is is a fighter she's not as object i mean you're still kind of sorry i'm so ignorant i don't watch the female uh, mixed martial art do they have ring boys do they have a good looking guys going up and they should they no, don't do they, that, don't. Right? they don't. Of course not. They don't swap. No, no, <laughs> little thirteen-year-old. <laughs> I've never seen so many hype, so many busted arms. I mean, they don't. There's been stop. plenty of them on the men's side too, some ugly ones. But um, yeah. the the women, like I said, it's it's raw in a way um, that uh, consistently, you know, you don't see from the men. Mm-hmm. So, um, so they usually bring it, and Rousey has a reputation to be extremely exciting. So Are any yeah, of the I mean, female fighters good enough to fight? I mean, men. I don't. Maybe this is absurd question. Probably like twenty. Weight pounds down if if uh, Chris Cyborg, who's the 145 pound monster, if she fought a guy that was 125, that may be interesting. Are would they would they allow something? No, like? of course. Not. Oh no. Are yeah. there any women on TRT? No, um, not that I'm aware of. But um, do they have something equivalent? To that um, that well, taking? women cheat in track and field constantly, so there must be. Um, mm. uh, yeah. Well, but TRT in women is has a lot of irreversible effects, whereas for oh. men, most of them are not. So when you, when, when you get a larger, when your clitoris ex, 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 gets larger, it doesn't retreat. It um, doesn't? No. Well, that retreat. just gives you more surface area, though, for yeah, more orgasms. Guys, guys, <laughs> guys, 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 it's, a, we're it's terrible. We're willing to find it, even if we can't. But, but we're not willing to deal with a, with, a, with a clit that's bigger than our dick. Like, you know, and, uh, it's kind of monstrous. Uh, yeah. If, okay. Josh, before uh, we let you go, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize putting Joey on the show. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> No, he's good. That was appreciated. But thanks, thanks for doing the show because, man, it's always great to have expert. I mean, because you know, you you devoted your life in it, and it's really fun to hear your opinion. You know, me and Joey talking about we're two idiots talking about something that we probably don't know what we were talking about. But but there is stuff you do know what to talk about, so that should be a fun conversation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can speak authoritatively about anything. About anything yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, you know, I don't, it doesn't matter what it is. Never a but but it really is the fastest growing sports because in Afghanistan or in Latin America or especially in Japan or Asia, man, it's, it, it, it is. But it'll, it it'll never be soccer. It'll never be the NFL. I mean, I just can't imagine the world will have changed completely if mixed martial arts of UFC is the number one sport. Nothing beats soccer as far. I mean, I just can't imagine that. But Josh, I I, I, I I have to say before we let you go, NFL, I think there are changes happening sure. because because I, of head trauma and concussions, these guys are beating the crap out of each other. Something is going to shift in mixed martial arts too. So. I I think the the parents kids in junior high and high school, they're probably thinking like hearing all this news, they're probably making decision for their kids like no, I will not allow my kids so we probably won't see the effect until maybe 15, 20, 30 years down the road. Maybe there'll be less kids playing football. So, you know, it is a concern. And I'm sure in mixed martial arts, I mean, there must be some concern about head injuries. Yeah, it's, it's like you would expect. It's, um, it's yeah. a major issue for a combat sport. I still think it's yeah. way safer than football. I really believe that. Well, because there uh, aren't as many head collisions. Josh has evolved on this issue a great deal. Early on, you told me... Oh, that it's safer than 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 boxing because they get it knocked is. out quickly. Yeah. No, but then later on down the road, several years later, you told me I'm not really sure that's true. Well, it's not much safer, but it's I mean, it's safer than boxing. Safer. Yeah, simply because people are not taking the amount of blows to the head. Right. And uh, and the gloves, the gloves, I believe it's it's maybe counterintuitive thinking, yeah. but gloves prolong the violence. They where, protect the hand and they're yeah. basically 
cast around the hand and you can punch them or whatever yeah repeatedly so yeah i think it's box is more dangerous and i think when you could choke somebody or you know i mean get them on the ground it's I hard think. to portray that as safe or, yeah or, uh, you know less dangerous is a weird way to phrase it right. yeah it's still, the lesser it's still dangerous yeah. at, some, at some point something terrible is going to happen there have been uh deaths in the sport the very few and far between never in the ufc what um, deaths from what kind of deaths how did um, they happen? Um, oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, there was unregulated bouts in Russia where a guy died. He should probably shouldn't have fought. Um, during, during the fight? He collapsed after the fight. Right, right after well, the fight. Why? I mean, what happened there? Um, was a medical issue overlooked or something? Like yeah, like I said, it was unregulated. This was uh, a while ago. So it was like a sort of an argument for regulation, why you want to test these guys before the fight. Mm -hmm. His name was Doug Dedge. He was from Florida. Um, oh, pretty no. famous. Um Pretty famous story as far as he goes in mixed martial arts circles. But there's been, in Texas, which is probably the worst athletic commission in the country, um, they've had guys get seriously hurt. And this kid, uh, he wasn't a kid. He was late 20s, early 30s. Sam Vasquez died after a fight in mixed martial arts. Um, what, yeah. what, ki what killed him? Do you know? Um, the, you know, they, they said in the end, it was, uh, um, I think it was, an, um, I have to go check. People should Google it just to make sure mm -hmm. I'm saying. But I think it, it was a aneurysm because of blunt force trauma kind of thing. But Jesus it, Christ. Yeah. But again, one of these things, you know, people say they saw the fight and it wasn't that damaging and you've seen way worse, you know, so yeah. you never really know. Yeah. Question, question. Yeah. Um, since unions aren't involved and these guys are all independent contractors, so there is no medical coverage or care for these people after they... Um, after they fight, they're, fight, co they're yeah. covered. Because, they are? Yeah, the promoter has to cover their insurance after mm -hmm. a fight mm -hmm. based on the regulations. The UFC does um, has insurance for fighters if they're injured in training preparing for a fight. Um, so that's something. Mm -hmm. um, Only in training right. and not right. after um, the fight? Or no, during yeah, after the what? fight, but that's a different deal. All, mm -hmm. pro all promoters uh, have to provide health coverage after a fight. Okay, I see. Good. And they're prohibited from fighting for a certain amount of time. Um, yeah, commissions will suspend fighters. And, right. But you know, for, for a lot of reasons, sometimes those things aren't honored or whatever it is. Oh. But, um, yeah, there is some protection, some coverage for guys, yeah. of course. And the UFC has been leading efforts. Um, whether you think there's a lot of value in insurance for guys who are training, there's, a, there's value there because UFC gets protected um, yeah. and the fighter gets the best possible care. So there's some good stuff. Long way to go, though. It's not like other leagues. Yeah. Mm. So for someone, uh, let's say such as myself, who's, who wants to begin uh, an, an MMA career, <laughs> what would be would, what 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 sport would it just it, make me laugh? Find a time machine because yeah. there's so much there's so much CRT uh, time. There's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so much um, so many sports and skills you have to learn. What what would be the sport you would recommend? Wrestling, I wrestling, wrestling is the base for mixed martial arts. Is that right? It's a, it is a martial art. I mean, I I didn't think that you know first thing of wrestling is just a competition, but yeah, it's a martial art. You're learning to move somebody and defend yourself, um, and yeah. Uh, I mean, grappling we saw from the very first UFC right. was dominant. Yeah. So wrestling is um, a form of grappling that allows you to dictate and control. Right. So you can determine where the fight goes. And generally, <clears throat> wrestlers are pretty badass. They have a lot of will and determination, and they're, they're pretty tough guys. Is there a gym in Los Angeles where you would suggest those and me, me and, and those Angeles. those like me that would that would be the best at preparing uh, through wrestling uh, to become mm, an MMA guy? No, no plugs for specific gyms, but I, there's lots of places in L.A. all over the place, man. Okay. I listened to the, your podcast, your latest one, uh, Gross Point Blank, when you talked to those wrestlers about uh, what just happened about the Olympics and them banning uh, wrestling as a sport, yeah. whatever. Um, and a common thing that both wrestlers said, one male, one female, was that it, it's absurd to them and it's so almost offensive because 
it was wrestling is something not only just physically preparing them to become MMA fighters or just fighters in general. Was the, the fact that it was like for the man, he said, mm-hmm. transitioning to manhood and building character, and there was all these just personal mm-hmm. uh, strengths and and just things taken from it that's beyond the physical capacity. So, which I thought was fascinating. Do you yeah. think MMA itself does the same thing for people? Or do you think it all just kind of stems back to wrestling as well? Like that's kind of like the yeah, foundation I mean, I like, of it all. Yeah, and, and like other martial arts, it instills discipline mm-hmm. and um, work ethic, and you really have to want to do it. It's not the kind of thing that you know. It's easy to walk away from, so people have to be committed to it for sure. Um, I don't know if it does the same sort of or builds the same type of person like a life of wrestling does. Mm-hmm. Um, Joey and I went to a school where wrestling was not a possibility. The, and that's what I was going to do yeah, at that time. I wanted to yeah. wrestle too. Yeah. You, you guys didn't have a wrestling team? You would have been doing steroids on the team. You probably would have tried <laughs> no, to No, no. In, in, in high school, I didn't do steroids because oh. I didn't need to. I thought you said in high school you did. No. Just I, first year of college. I, I said freshman year of college yeah. I did. But, but well, no. well, how come they didn't have a wrestling program? There was no funding. Yeah. Was it a private At Beverly Hill High School? Beverly Hills High School didn't have funding. Yeah. Ridiculous. It, uh, Shocking. It, it wasn't just that. It's a predominantly Jewish school. All these neuro- neurotic Jewish mothers are like, don't want their little precious boys. They're, they're, they're really? Is that what it is? I think that's a significant part of it. Yes, you think these little uh, little obnoxious mothers want their little Pisher honeys doing <laughs> do, doing? Well, did doing you have wrestling? a polo team? Yeah, a wa- yeah. oh, real did you? Polo? Yeah. No, 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 no. We had water water polo. Water yeah, that's polo. what that's what yeah. I did. But but uh, <laughs> but it's a great sport. But but um, yeah, we should. It's very dirty sport, the dirtiest of sports. But but um, yeah, no, no wrestling team. It was no, no wrestling. All right, Josh. Uh, thank you very much. You know, thank you for doing this. I really, really appreciate it. Thank it was really fun. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, thanks, Josh. Good yeah, luck with you. And it was and, good uh, to see you. It was good to see you, and it was good to help you as much as I did tonight. Yes, thank you very much, sir. <laughs> thank you, and um, ESPN's very lucky to have you. Thank so. you. Yeah. Oh, and, and do you want to plug your podcast or anything? Uh, well, you, you just did. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Gross mm-hmm. Point Blank. It runs on ESPN.com. I guess it's on iTunes as well. And your Twitter account address? Uh, at Josh Gross ESPN. All right, Josh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys.